Meow. How many times can I say meow? For 20 bucks, I'll call the guy a chicken fucker. <laughs> License and registration. Chicken fucker. Yeah, that movie's a classic. Oh, I forgot about the end of that scene where he's like, and he just goes back to the car and he's like, meow. <laughs> Did y'all watch that today or something? No, it just references. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd the Chiefs do today? Uh, Shit the bed. It was actually a good game. It was a tough game. It was exactly how I thought it was going to go, to be honest. like In the end, though, left a big pile of poo. Yeah. Right on the bed cover. Right right in the middle of it. Yep. That's no good. Eh, it is what it is. Just sports, man. There are more things important than sports. True facts. Yep. That is true. Paul, am I coming in? I feel like I'm coming in hot. No, maybe not. Maybe not. <clears throat> Some people acted like their lives are dependent on their local team, you know, winning winning games sometimes. It ain't that deep. And you need to <laughs> you need to maybe look into do a little soul searching <laughs> on on that of oh, yeah, what's man. really important in life. There's some people that get really bent out of shape about that stuff. Yeah. I got a guy at work that that is is fit to be tied cuz all the boys are teasing him about uh Alabama losing. He's a big Alabama fan. Oh, so Bama doesn't he, lose. Though. I was I was working during that game and uh, bartender. A lot of people were pissed. A lot of people were pissed when they got Alabama fans get salty. I had this with this one lady there who was yelling and screaming just as much as all the other guys. Like she was she was all about Bama. Like she went there and everything, and she got so upset that they like pulled down the the goalposts and all this, and were like. That's real immature, blah, 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 all this. And then I fucked up and made that. I couldn't help myself. I probably came off like a dick, even though I wasn't trying to. I was like, you never went to college? Like, because <laughs> right. I went to college and we did that shit. Like, we won the championship and we definitely pulled down the goalposts. Like, that is part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's about like that beating Alabama. It's about like winning a championship. Yeah, no, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What's up, brother? Ooh, that's. Paul, I feel like you're coming in soft, which you have been accused of, I'm sure, plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think that's no. Good. You're good now. You're yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. What's up, man? How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Let's hit up some uh, controversial shit tonight, man. That's what people like. On you know, they like the the hard hitting topics. Uh huh. <clears throat> so, well, no, you know me. I, I'm all about getting into some controversy. So you just you just point me in a direction, and we'll go. <laughs> for sure, yeah. We'll kind of just lead it how it goes. How, yeah. However, we do it, man. I know. <clears throat> I briefly told Johnny and Jesse you want to get into the Declaration of Independence. So I think that's a good start because a lot of people don't really talk about it, and I think that uh-huh. there's a lot of things that could be. It, as long as it's, you know, as long as you hit it the way that you hit it, I think we'll be fine. Haven't we done that one before? I'm not. I'm not like against it or anything. I'm just saying, haven't we? Man, there was something we talked about with Dan last time, and we were like all oh, well, let's save this for another podcast. Like, we always do that, where at the end we're like, oh, there's this good content we should save for another one, and then we never come back to it. You're saying the Declaration of Independence was one of those? No, 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 no. I'm saying we already talked about that. I don't think we have. I'm not against it. I'm fine with it still. I just wish that I could remember one of the topics that we started. You know how it is. We start off a little, not slow, but we start off with stuff, and then at the end we get to really talking, and we're like, 
oh shit, this could, we can make this a whole nother hour, blah, 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 right. blah. And then we like, we'll talk about it next time. And then we never do. That's, on, like, that's write, on you, Paul. I need to write that, that down next me. time. That's on you, man. That is. <laughs> well, maybe Dan has some new, some new stuff on the Declaration of Independence. I mean, I'll remember if we talked about it for sure. Well, I think, I, you know, I think it's, it's a great, it's a great topic to hit generally, you know, just to, just to, to talk about, but I was, I just happened to be reading through it. And by the way, you, did you get a chance to, to, to download that, that, uh, document I sent you? I did. Yeah, I did. Did you I, see it? I did. I skimmed through a little bit of it. <laughs> oh goodness. Excuse me. Bless you. Hey, that cayenne's getting to me. Um, if you guys get a chance to read that over, you know, I'd like to, I'd really like to, to get y'all's take on it. You know, I don't mean right this second, but you know, what, what, what was the general, cause I, I mean, I'm guessing you sent it through the email, which Paul has. No, so. I, I have it on text. I can forward it to you guys. Right. Dan's cool okay. with that. Yeah. It's what it is, is it's, it's a judicial notice that I've put together that basically calls out, um, the judiciary for, misconduct and failing to adhere to the constitution. That's big. Yeah. There's no citations of any case law. As a matter of fact, I, I tell them in there that case law is illegal. Precedent is illegal. Judicial review is illegal. And John Marshall, who wrote the Marbury versus Madison was a traitor. <clears throat> do you want to say everybody who's fallen in his footsteps is, want, well, is as well. So do you want to save this for the podcast? Well, I'd rather, you know, I'd like to get you guys to, to, you know, have a chance to, to read it over and then, you know, and then that way, that way you kind of have a, a, I mean, we've talked about the constitution before and everything like that, but then in the specifics of this thing, you know, you guys might have some, some questions that, that come up about it. Let's say, just send it to and, us and in the I group would, text, like Paul, and we'll do it for next time. Anyway, too. Yeah, you know, I can do that. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I didn't think it was the Declaration of Independence we were talking about. I thought it had to do with uh, the amendment talking about fit to be president. Is is that where we were going? Over? Well, I, I originally told Dan that, but I, Dan, you said you wanted to maybe briefly go over the Declaration of Independence as opposed to Amendment Twenty Five. Yeah, just because just because I I happened to be. I happened to be reading it and I was just like, this is, this is amazing. The stuff that's in the declaration of independence is, is we're, we're in a situation right now. That's almost identical to 1776. As far let's, as let's like, just, I was going to say, yeah, let's just, I actually have a question, but I want to wait and save yeah. this for the podcast. Dan, I think if we just hit yeah, it up, like, we, like we're originally going to, I think that it's going to spark questions regardless. Okay. And I'll send it to him either way, but let's just roll with it. Cause I have, I have a good feeling about it and then we'll just, we'll just let it go. However, it's going to go. Sounds like a plan. All right, I'm going to get it started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very interesting night, as it is each and every single week here at the Talk Junkies household. we got Johnny, Jesse in the house. Gentlemen, what's going on? Yo. Same old, same old. Old, old, same, same old. Same, yeah. yeah, just the huge. Just yeah. watching some football and watching the Chiefs, unfortunately, lose to the Bills. But, you know, it is what I, it is. I have a kid. My life's boring now. Right? Nothing new. <laughs> no, no joke. I stole um, a kid. My life's exciting. Now. Oh shit! <laughs> well, we've been at it. We've been at a, a couple weeks hiatus. Uh, we haven't really been at it <clears throat> the past couple weeks. Just shit happens. Life happens, and it is what it is. I'd, I've had some podcasts lined up with some people. Uh, one with an author. It just didn't work out. Still trying to get him on the show. Uh, a lawyer. Um, 
Still need to hit up another lawyer that said he'd come on towards the end of October. So maybe we have that in line. Talk about all these new IRS agents that are going to be hitting uh, a city near you. But <clears throat> anywho, we're back at it again this week. It's going to be a fun evening. we got a, a very uh, decorated guest that's going to be joining Talk Junkies. It's been on Talk Junkies multiple times. Um, in light of with, what's going on in the world today, the war in Ukraine, um, uh, whatever disease or whatever uh, virus you want to call it, I'm not going to say it because, you know, you can't really say it anymore. Is this going on YouTube? No, no, it's not. Okay, um, it's, it's gone, you know. I mean, it, maybe it's making its comeback because it's about to be wintertime. Inflation's at an all-time high. We're not in a recession, but if you look at the, the earnings reports and the job reports, maybe it suggests that we are. Uh, there's just a lot of confusing things that are going on in the world right now. And the, really the only way I think that we can solve this problem and maybe this isn't really the true true way to solve it, but I think that this is a big start, and we've and we've had these conversations with this guest before. It would again, it would be a really good start if we went back to the Constitution and we went back to what it is that made America America. And I, I know, I don't know, it's tough with three hundred and thirty million people in this country, but there has to be a foundation, and and I think the greatest foundation is the the, the Constitution. And there's no better pre- person to bring on to talk about the Constitution, Dan. Other people would have it, man. If you read the the question or the the comments on TikTok, that some of the videos that I've had on you, you need to download TikTok, man. That way you can read the comments and com- uh, comment back on them. But it's very interesting because, of you course, you might not be able to leave your house after that point. You'll be on the you'll be having to respond to too many thousands of people trying to yeah you know there yeah talk so, to them. But the really, other, is there there's that much there's that much activity on there. Well, I mean, apparently, what, what, what I don't know. The, I don't what are the numbers TikTok, again? What are, what are the numbers again? I mean, anytime we have you on, man, it's it's guaranteed over a few thousand views. But um, uh, one, thank you for joining the show, man. How are you doing? And while I look at this, you, you can kind of talk talk to us about that. That was yeah. a real insincere way to ask yeah. that question. Hey, one, first off, how you doing? But anyway, going to ignore you and continue to look well, at no, my no, phone. I'm, well, no, He's I'm trying like, to pull up the numbers. Yeah, I'm pulling up the numbers. So, so there's one video. What is this? What is the Second Amendment really? That's at 6,300 views. Are political parties necessary? 3,100 views. Um, those are the, the two most recent. And then we have one at 2,100 views with you. And then if I go down, I know there's one at 4,000 views. There's So there's a lot of comments. There's a decent day. amount of traffic there. 3,700 views, 7,000 views, 16,000 views, and, that, and that's the entirety of it. So you're probably close to like fifty to 70,000 views. So there's quite a bit of comments on there. And you get a, a good mix of people who agree and people who don't. It's a beautiful thing, and that's what America is. Yeah. Well, Dan, I seriously, or sincerely, I should say, do want to know what's going on. What's up with your neck of the woods? Which I feel like with that beard is an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I actually, I actually have uh, uh, some interesting stuff going on um, this week. Well, actually, next week, um, I'm going to be in D.C. Wednesday, Wednesday, I'm going to D.C. I'm going to be up there for ten days. I got to go up there and and. Uh, and they just throw rose petals at your feet whenever you show up to DC. Oh yeah, right? they love you in I DC. I mean, I mean, just the rose, the red carpet just comes out, right? Whenever you show oh, up yeah. there. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, things have been things have been going real well. Been keeping busy. Been, uh, you know, trying to stay up to date on 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 what's happening, and and uh, you know, like you said, I'm I'm more and more convinced that that. The Constitution is is the thing that that's going to pull us out of all of this, all this this mess that we're in. 
So before before we get into the the, the mess and we get into some of the, the Declaration of Independence and what you're working on and, and what type of things you're sending out to uh, out to our to the people who rule us, if, if, whatever you want to call it, why is the import or why is the Constitution so important and why is it the foundation and and how will that how will that achieve? Damn, I can't even talk tonight. How is that going to take us, you know, to the next step of humanity? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, the 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 important thing about the Constitution is is okay. This is not this is not you know something that was handed down by God. This is not Moses coming down from Mount Sinai with the twelve or the Ten Commandments or whatever. You know, it's nothing like that. But what what it is is it's the guys who came together. And, and they they were committed to a goal. And, you know, they did pray for guidance and they they hoped to have some some influence of, of you know, some some divine influence as far as what they were doing. But they were focused. Very, very focused on trying to come up with something that had never been done before. So they looked back through history and they looked at all the successes, all the all the things that had worked from the history and also all the things that didn't work, why they didn't work, you know, why they did work. And they tried to put together a system of limited government like the world has never seen before. And the good part about that is, is that, that, you know, as I've said before, if you sit down and read the Constitution as a set of instructions or as a blueprint, then you can see how all the pieces work together and, and you can see that it's a, you know, it's, it really is something that if we were to put it into effect, had a very, would have a very, very good chance of, of, of working extremely well, even with the large population that we have. Uh, the problem that we run into is, is that there's a lot of people who would, who would prefer to be ignorant of a subject and appeal to an outside authority to explain it to them and then employ that explanation onto our situation. And basically what they do is they just go and they look for, they look for old ways of doing things and then try and jam them into this system and make it work. That's how we, that's how we have the court system that we do. You know, there's, there's nothing American about, there's nothing constitutional about the court system that we have. Nothing, nothing. Judges have completely overstepped their, their authority on every level. There's, there's absolutely no authority within the Constitution or in any kind of, of, of American system for a foreign entity like the Bar Association to be dictating who is and is not qualified to be uh, speaking in court. Because I don't know if you all knew this, but, but in, in most courts now, if you're not an attorney, then you can't speak. Right? They can shut you down and tell you that because you're not an attorney, you can't speak. Which is, that's not the case. I thought that only had to deal if you were representing somebody else that you had to pass the bar. It's, that's, that's what, that's what I thought as well. But, you know, I've been, been, uh, confronted with the reality that a, a judge told me that, that, uh, um, I could not speak because I was not an attorney. That's bullshit. Right. And I was representing myself on, on a, a particular case. But it, you know the thing. But the thing is, is that here's here's where here's where it gets really interesting because of what happened with John Marshall, who is an absolute traitor 
He ought to be. He ought to be just just dug up and and dumped in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and just forgotten about, except for the fact that he's a traitor and make sure everybody knows that. He he. John Marshall came in and made it so that judges basically were outside of, and above the law. They were these 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 divine beings who had a better knowledge of the law and every than everybody else. And basically, what he made them into was was these entities who float above the rest of us, and they can they can make decisions in court that have no basis in law. You know, and their authority alone is sufficient to carry that decision. And the only way that you can, the only way that you can um, um, get around that decision once they make it in court is to appeal to another court, is to, is to go through the entire process of, of appealing that decision. How did, how did he, get, how did he get, give access or grant these type of powers to judges? Well, um, John Marshall was one of the first chief justices He's the longest-serving chief justice in American history. Um, he's, he, I can't remember what year, I think it was eight, 1800 is when he started. In 1803, he made a decision called Marbury versus Madison. You know, if you, if you ever study anything about, about the law, Marbury versus Madison is always going to come up as this great, big, wonderful decision where John Marshall established judicial review. And the thing is, is that is that on every level, as far as America is concerned, as far as our Constitution is concerned, as far as the Revolution and the Declaration of Independence and all of that is concerned, that whole situation was absolutely wrong. Because we, I'm sure you all have heard this, this phrase before, we are a nation of laws, not men. And what that means is, what that means is, that by power of personality or, or because of, of my influence, you don't follow me, right? As far as I don't get to make the law just because I can push people around, you know, or because of the position that I've achieved. I don't get to just suddenly dictate like, you know, like Stalin or Lenin or Hitler, you know, those were, those were, were nations of men, right? Those were personalities that were in charge. We had, we had the opportunity to go in that direction with George Washington, and George Washington was like, nope, not going to do it. You know, I fought for all of this stuff. I worked to achieve this. Now we've got it, and I'm going to fulfill my duties as you've asked me to, and then I'm going to step aside. I will not be running for president a third time. I will not accept if you elect me. <clears throat> John Marshall, on the other hand, saw an opportunity when he was made chief justice to take a, a, a tiny little dispute, bring it into the Supreme Court, make it into this, this mountain of, of stuff, and then use that particular case to, to grab power, basically. When he asserted judicial review, he said that it is the courts and judges who have the authority to to determine what the law is and that absolutely is is that is just idiotic you know because the constitution has already decided what the law is the constitution is the law right 
And the Constitution, is a, as we talked about plenty of times, the Constitution is a contract between us, between the people of the states. The government, federal, state, and local government, are not party to that contract. They are the subject of the contract, and they are subject to the contract. They are our subjects. We rule them, not the other way around. They don't have a say about the government is not the state. You and I are the state. We are the authority that the state runs on. Right? The government is not a protector of society because society is us again. You know, the society is there as the society or excuse me, government is there to serve those things. And that's the way the Constitution was framed. It's, you know, they were like, okay, you know, well. We need somebody, like if you were going to be looking for a housekeeper, you'd go down the list of things that you needed your housekeeper to do. Okay, I need somebody you need somebody to come in and cook breakfast. I need somebody to make the beds. I need somebody to wash the laundry. You know, I don't really need anybody to wash the car. I don't, you know, that's, that's outside. I don't need to, right? And I don't need somebody to spank the kids. I'll handle that, right? You know, you, you make this list of things, and they did that with the Constitution. They said basically... This is what we need the government to do. We need the government to handle those things that are best handled by a, a centralized authority. But we need to keep that centralized authority small and powerless because centralized authorities tend to increase their authority and increase their power and, and just spread, which is what we've got. Oh, yeah. And John Marshall and 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 what he did with Marbury versus Madison, and the expansion of the power of the Supreme Court, that move right there, that single move right there, was probably the the biggest thing that has brought us to the situation where we are today. So, has anyone questioned Marbury versus Madison within the 119 years of its existence for for something to last that long? And for one, I'd be curious on how it got passed, because I feel like there has to be some type of voting system for. I mean, I guess it was a court case, and then that court case took precedence via the Supreme Court, and that turns into law, which... That's why case law is ridiculous. Right. That's why so references guess, to previous, like... You can't... I mean, yeah, you can cite it as a reference, like, oh, well, in this previous case, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you can just look at a previous case and say, oh, this is how we did it then, so this is the answer or the ruling for this case is ridiculous. Yeah, like no, that shouldn't even be for legal. sure. And we, we hit up case law last time you were on Dan, but my, my biggest question is again, on how ridiculous that is. And you see them coming out with, you know, with abortion, the Supreme court and what they did and, and those types of things, whether you agree with it or not, you know, um, how has something like this stood for 119 years unquestioned? And why isn't it something that they're not questioning now? Why isn't the Supreme court going to change that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't, why has it lasted so long? Why is Marbury Madison? Mainly from mainly from um, greed on the part of the politicians and, and power grabbing. They saw that he was able to grab power, and no one stopped him. Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, to his dying day, he said his biggest regret was that he didn't stomp John Marshall, that he did not actually shut him down and stomp him and remove him from the court, because because he was just afraid at that time because. Everything was so new that if he had a big conflict with the chief justice of the Supreme Court, the president, Thomas Jefferson was president of the United States at this time. 
if the president and the chief justices of the Supreme Court had this big public battle over something, that it might be enough to, to you know, break the Constitution. Because, you know, he could see at the time that that was a gross overstep, but he, had, he, he didn't think that it was going to be what John Marshall turned it into be. It wasn't just a one-off thing. It wasn't just John Marshall saying, you know, I've resolved this conflict and, and blah, 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 and now it's done. Let's move on. He, he used that as a stepping stone to continually increase his power and the power of the court for his own personal gain. I think right there, like, that is the biggest problem. And, Jesse, you bring it up all the time, actually, the whole, like, oh, if if a if a uh, an elected official is seen taking a bribe or taking money from anywhere or anything, like, they should be hung and drawn and quartered and all that stuff, like, publicly executed, whatever. Like, we've talked, we've talked, I mean, shit, I don't know if I can say this stuff because of YouTube and, and Spotify. Oh, yeah. It's and not being posted on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, I've said, it, whatever I've said it before that I don't believe in the death penalty for criminal acts unless it's a uh, somebody in a position of power yeah. abusing it. But, right. And then I believe in it. And I always reference the, the judge that way... I'm not even going to tell that story. Yes. yes. I, the yeah. the point I'm getting at, though, is your whole... You talking about uh, John Marshall basically trying to gain more power. And I think that that at the core... Like, you want to talk about corruption in the government and us not following the Constitution and things like that are the fact that somehow in society today and in our government in the United States, career politicians are a thing. You have politicians and judges and elected officials and just appointed officials and all this stuff who are making money and living a quote unquote good life. Just just being in that position, retaining power, gaining more power, making deals, doing whatever they have to do to keep that like it's a job when at the end of the day, it shouldn't be a job or a career. It should be like a public service. It should be a burden. Yeah, yeah. Being being in that exactly. level of power should be a burden, not something you seek after. It it should be a weight on you that's very difficult. A necessary but hold, hold on, hold on, hold on self, real quick. But I think like not self serving in, in any instance. No. I, I completely agree with a lot of things that you're talking about, but specifically with this case that you're describing, what what he did was he allowed the judges to have discretion, and the law is is their discretion. So let's say that this Marbury versus Madison. But they shouldn't either have. But, but, but then, but, but, but then uh, everything becomes wonky. But then. but hold on, what I'm saying is, imagine if in, with it. let's just let's just paint a picture here. What what type of world would we live in if this never happened? You're judged well, by a jury or, of your peers. The judge doesn't exactly. need so then we don't so, need discretion. So that's what You're I'm judged saying. Judged by a jury of your peers is how it should be. That's Ex- how it is in the constitution. So exactly. So what I'm saying, hold on. What I'm saying specifically is a lot of the problems that we're describing right now. It might be a, a a lot less if Marbury versus Madison was never even implemented. Is all I'm saying is I think is what you're trying to say, Dan. Right. Exactly. Because I mean, the thing is, is that that's our judicial system is is based on the on the the supreme authority of the jury. The Supreme Court is a jury. It has 9 members. When it was originally when it was originally formulated, it had 12 members. It was a jury. That's how it was that's how it was structured and that's how it was intended to function. It was not intended for these people to be writing these these essays on their opinion about something. It's like, no, you deal with the facts of the case and that's it. 
what is the case that's been brought before you? And John Marshall was not satisfied with that. That was too much of a limitation on him. And so his ego and his arrogance and his ambition led him to start saying, okay, I need to be more important. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to say that the court doesn't just make, doesn't just come up with verdicts and settle cases. No, we're going to have this be far reaching. We're going to say, okay, you know, well, well now a, a, a police officer just needs probable cause to come in and arrest you. It's like, well, you know, that's not what the law says. Well, I'm a judge and I say, that's what it says. Well, you, I'm, I'm reading the law judge. The, the law does not say that the law says that they have to have probable cause to get a warrant to then be able to do a legal search. The guidelines, yeah, the guidelines are within the, the guidelines are within the constitution for the judges to follow. And I think that that's the most easiest and way to go about being a judge. You follow what it is, the constitution. You don't get to just implement your own feelings. Well, that's, the Supreme, and, and that's the Supreme court has turned into a thing that interprets the constitution, which isn't right. even, you can't have something that is part of like, it's ridiculous for them to be able to like legally, actually, I hate using the word illegal or legal because that has to deal with law and this doesn't even apply to that, but to invalidly interpret the constitution, like that's not your job. That is not your place. The constitution is already set in place and we did not appoint you to say what it does or doesn't mean. And then on top of not appointing you to that, we also didn't say we would follow through with and you would just be able to make that decision of this in the Constitution means this, and now that's the law of the land. We've made our decision. It's final. Like, whoa, who, when we, you know, like who said that that was okay? That wasn't in the Constitution. We didn't ratify that part of it. So, Dan, do you think that there's a big a big issue with hermeneutics? Jesse, I know you bring this up a lot. And with just the cultural gap between, you know, 1876 and what it is now in 2020. 1776. Or whenever what seventeen seventy six? That's what I said. You said eighteen seventy. I said seventeen seventy six. Negative. We've got it on. Replay. I think I said seventeen. Whatever. I said seventeen seventy six. Moving it's on. All good. You know, Sorry. Paul, you're my friend, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of this one. <laughs> Which means, <laughs> means I said eighteen. Means you said eighteen. I meant to say it was in my head. I, literally, it was in my head. Seventeen seventy six. Sorry, I thought that's what it's I said. It's only a hundred years in humanity really splitting hairs with that. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that, you're right. I think I, I did say eighteen seventy six. I'm sorry. I meant to say seventeen seventy six. Do you think that there's a big problem with with hermeneutics in that point in a cultural gap when you have that big of a disparity that whenever people do try and interpret the Constitution, it could have meant something then that means something completely different now? There's there's only a few things that mean something something different. There's there's only a few places where you would have to go back and, and really consult history to be able to understand what it says, you know. I mean, the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their in their persons, houses, papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. There is nothing in there that registers with me. Yeah, yeah I, I know saying, all the I, slang. I, I understood know all the that. fucking slang that we have. In America. Yeah, no, all that registered perfectly fine with me. Man, that shit's bussing. Yeah. What? Isn't is, <laughs> that what the kids say these I days? I don't fucking know. The Constitution is. I mean, these guys. These guys, when when the authors of the Constitution got together, they bickered and fought, and they and they and they discussed not against each other, but but for a purpose. They were all they were all pretty much working in the same direction, trying to achieve a single goal. 
And these guys were not these guys were not slouches. These were some of the smartest guys that have that have ever existed in in you know in humanity. They just they just were of single mind. They had come through this this war and fought for something, and their lives were were literally on the line on a daily basis. I'm just you know, I'm just trying to make it cut and dry so people can't say that oh you know like we it's it's a, it was a different time and and we can't apply those rules to what it is now that's all I'm trying to I'm trying to cover that gap because whenever you have these no, these there's no gap there the only thing the only thing that's happened is is that is that we have people in this country who have consistently tried to import import people who are uh who are not of the American mindset to undermine, you know, Americans. Okay. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about recent history. I'm talking about from, from back in the, the, you know, beginning in the 1800s when they started importing the Irish, you know, and there's nothing, uh, this is not anything against the Irish because they integrated and that, and that went against the plan. Right. But the idea was, you know, Irish were the, the Irish at that time were considered subhuman, basically, and so it was the intention to import a bunch of Irish and get them get them off of, you know, the the stop being a problem for the English and send them over here and let them be a problem for us, because they never would obey rules, they wouldn't do all this stuff. Well, they came over here and they're like, hey man, America's pretty cool. I, I you know, I could do this, and they settled right in, right. But the intention was to bring them in here. To hopefully undermine and and break, you know that American mentality that was attached to, you know this limited government idea, and that's been the that's that's the gap right there, is that is that we've had these these constant attacks coming in, to to try and and unseat this this mentality which really is the pinnacle of Western civilization, you know. America is the pinnacle of, of Western civilization as far as like, you know, if you if you take the evolution of the individual, if you take the evolution of of rights and freedoms, you know, America is really and truly the only country, the only the only government in the history of of humanity that was formed by people who were not in power. Right. Usually you have usually have governments formed between competing parties who have a chunk of power that they're holding on to and they negotiate a peace where they where they come into the government and then they continue their fighting in the government. Right? This was a situation where we had defeated the superpower on the globe and all of these guys came together and they said we need to do something that's never been done before. Because freedom is important, you know, the rights of of, of Men are important. We need to do something to see if we can't we can't make that a a ongoing thing right here in America. So we have a unique situation. This is, you know, America is 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 not like any other country on the face of the planet. And every government on the face of the planet is our enemy. There's not a single ally that we have. Every one of them either wants to control us or destroy us. You know, they're not they're not in it to be our friends. They're not in it to help, because if the ideas that are here in America, if the principles that are that are, you know, in the Constitution were actually employed in these other countries, 
the people who were in power would be out of power. Right? Absolutely. The, the, you know, the thing, the thing that's, that's, if you just were to take one thing, like, like um, the Second Amendment, that is unheard of. And that's why it's been under such, such vicious attack for so long. You know, the idea of, of regular people having, uh, having weapons, having arms that are not regulated by, by, you know, government, you know, they're not employed in the army. They're not employed in, in this. Well, that would just be like the wild West. That'd just be like Afghanistan, man. If you had something like that going on, but it's not because Western civilization has done something in with, with the people that, that live here and the, and the, the principles that we've all grown up with, you know, the principles that, that make Western civilization, those things have, have had an, an effect where Western people, Western men especially, are a different breed. The, the thing you know, with me is I think, and I completely agree with you, but I, it, it's almost funny, the fact that, I mean, it's something that you should be taught, is the Constitution, and we've talked about it. I think it should be at a later age. I think it should be at a different grade on what you learn what the Constitution is. It shouldn't be sixth grade. And it, I oh, mean, it was like fourth grade. Yeah, it was like it was for, fourth for or me, fifth grade. It was, for, for me, it was like sixth grade. Yeah, for me, it was sixth grade too. But and I'm not against learning that at sixth grade. I think you, I mean, I think it should be taught at but multiple you're talking stages. About when it really fucking sets in. Yeah, for yeah. You. When, whenever you're a young adult in that young adult mind, 16, 17, 18, I think it should be retaught. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when it's very impactful. But the fact that they teach it to you at a young age, because of course they know you're going to go through those later years and you're going to be worried about other things. And I don't know the whole mindset behind that and why they chose fourth or sixth grade, but it is at a young age. It's not, but it does stick with you. It's something that sticks with you. Not everything that you learn, the, the preamble and the declaration of independence and all those things, a lot, depending on who you are. Um, but at least they teach you it. And I think that they have to at this point because the constitution is the constitution, but they, they at least provide you the information to, to make sure that you that these things are happening and that the Constitution is what it is. And I think what you just described, Dan, that's the reason why it has lasted so long with all the onslaught and all these people trying to attack it and take it down. But for some reason, it always is like Rocky Balboa in the 10th round ready just to knock whoever it is out. And no matter how big of a beating that he took, that's the Constitution. It's taking this beating constantly. But it always finds a way to come out on top, in my opinion. Now, in our current state, I don't necessarily agree that the Constitution is working in, in its entirety to its fullest potential, and it's hanging on a thread. Will it come out on top? You know what I'm saying? And uh, it Would anybody, like, and I'm going to ask you this, but this is more, uh, like, whatever. Like, do you think our founding fathers, if they were to see where the country was and how all the laws were in place and how everything was running, that they would just be like, yeah, good job, guys. You know, or, or, you know, no, they, they would Absolutely be, not. no, well, well they, done. They this be, is what we pictured. They'd be like, no, this is not anywhere close. Well, I mean, what but the fuck happened, but you here? have to think here. I mean, like for one, I mean, I know amendment one is under constant attack. Same with amendment four, a lot of the, but like the biggest one for me and the, the federal and the, government, they look at the federal government no, no, I, and they'd but, be but, like, whoa, but the this biggest, isn't what, but the biggest, not what the, we the, wanted. The biggest one though is the second amendment and you look at all these other countries who gave up the second amendment or whatever it was for them when they gave up guns and you look what those countries turn into, at least we still do have that, you know? And I think if our founding fathers were to look at us right now and, 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 and our, in and the lens that we see, that would be a victory 
kind of. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be the biggest victory, but it would be a, 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 a slight victory, just the fact that we still are armed as citizens. Absolutely. Well, that would be that would be one small thing, but but overall, I think they would they would just they would just be like, "What do you guys do?" This is exactly what we warned you about. But Dan, like it literally, exactly. it literally started not even like twenty five years after it was instated with John versus Marbury in eighteen oh three, like you described. A lot of those people were still alive, man. So they saw right. the onslaught of the Constitution briefly after they installed it. So I mean, it's not like a big surprise that they saw that this was what the future was going to be. If one guy had the power to change how the court system is ran and that judges had this discretion on how they interpret law, they had their chance right then and there, not even 25 years later, to change something about it. And like you said, Thomas Jefferson on his deathbed said, oh, I wish I would have stomped him out of court. Like, dude, they had their opportunity. They saw the corruption not even 25 years after it was established. Right. So I I disagree, and I think that they saw this coming. Yeah. But the thing, the thing was that 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 held them back. These were guys. These were guys who were not just. These were guys who were not just willing to fight and die for what they believed in. These were not just guys who who were who were um, intellectually sound, and and people who were who were, you know, exploring the world and trying to learn as much as they could. These were also guys who were very very conscious of the influence that they had. And and their concern. This was one of the things that Thomas Jeff. What what held Thomas Jefferson back was he was concerned that that his efforts to bring John Marshall back into line would unduly influence the course of of the country. He didn't. He, he did not at the time that was going on understand the full implications of what John Marshall had done or how badly that was going to affect the future of the country. But he was more concerned about the fact that he, as president, stepping in and and having a direct confrontation with the the chief justices of the Supreme Court could badly damage the, the structure of the gov- of the government and overstep those those places to keep the, the power separated. Does that make sense? You know, because because there is there is something about a separation of powers. But you have you, you have know? Thomas Jefferson, who's well, was that going to cause like a civil war or something? That right? I mean, you're like, talking about like that would have been like law breaks down and then it's a free for all, and then there needs to be complete restructure of the government. Was what really or, made him more that he was worried that 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 by doing that he would then he would then just like John Marshall was pulling all this power into the into the Supreme Court into the Chief Justice position. Thomas Jefferson was concerned that someone might take his actions by stepping in and telling the Supreme Court that they couldn't do something that they would that they would then after that go, okay, well Thomas Jefferson did this, so now I can I can be a dictator, and I don't really have to listen to the Supreme Court, and I don't really have to listen to the Congress, you know. You see, it, it so he within was concerned. the so within the Constitution, what what should have been done whenever that was when when that was happening when when he when John Marshall was doing what he was doing. What steps within the Constitution should have been taken? Um, well, what should what should have happened was was um, uh, Thomas Jefferson should have gone to Congress and they should have they should have said something to him about no, this isn't. But it was such a the whole thing was such a surprise because this was like I said this was a minor case this was something very minor Marbury versus Madison was a situation where where um, um, Marbury had been given 
had been had been appointed to a post by John Adams on on leaving out of office. John Adams had 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 signed this thing and said, "Okay, Marbury, you you get this this post. I'm I'm appointing you to this post." Well, when Madison came in, um, he was he was one of the uh, I think he was Secretary of State under under uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. When he came in, he said, "Yeah, I'm not giving you that. We're going to put somebody else in there." John John Adams is not president anymore, and we're not we're not going to recognize that appointment that he did. We're going to put somebody else in there. Well, Marbury got mad because he was you know he was counting on getting paid for that and being in that position and you know and all the whatever that went with it. So he sued, and the appropriate place for him to sue at that time was in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court handles all of that stuff that's within the federal government like that. Well, this was a minor thing. All this, all the Supreme Court had to do was look at it and go, well, let's see. John Adams appointed this guy, but the appointment didn't come through. You know, he did it on his way out the door. So technically, Marbury, this is, you know, he sort of really didn't do it. But they could have said, you know, whenever you have Marbury, you get it. That's all it had to be. That's all it was. That was the whole case. And John Marshall took and made this in, made it into this mountain of a thing and into this constitutional issue. He just puffed it up into nothing out of you know into something out of nothing, in order to 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 expand his power and the power of the court. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that does that does that get to the point that you were? Yeah, yeah no, it does. Yeah, explaining it yeah. In, in its entirety. Yes. So has it been questioned throughout the years, though? Have there been any any people who have tried to take this down or, or change the verdict or, or change the ruling like they did with abortion recently? The problem wasn't the ruling is what he's getting. It doesn't matter what the ruling was. The thing was that case was like a catalyst for John Marshall to take power and to say, hey, we as judges get to interpret and That's get what I'm to saying. make the decisions and, and, and they, get the power. And they there was, sense, no, but they there was no ruling there that allowed them to do that. That There was no overturning a case. It doesn't matter, uh, innocent, guilty, this should have been the subject. No, no, or this I, should have I, understand, been I understand that, but it, it did It did give, it granted rights to however many hundred, or over a hundred years, you know what I'm saying? It, it It's granted those. It didn't those, even grant rights to them, though. Well, no, it just set a precedent exactly, of them that's doing what I'm, that. That's what I'm saying, and they've done that for over, you know, 150 years now, or however long it is. What I'm saying is, has anyone challenged that within the past 30, 40, 50 years? Been, I don't know that there's ever, ever been a legitimate challenge to it because everybody's been running around like the emperor's new clothes and going, oh, this is so great. Oh, this is definitely great. This was this was genius. It's like, no, no, it wasn't. This was idiotic. This was a raw power grab by, you know, by someone who is either too lazy and ignorant to read the Constitution and understand how it worked or he was malicious and treasonous, and he did it on purpose. In either case, John Marshall was was just a, a he he needs he needs to be held up as as just an absolute pos. That's it. So, do you have any faith in bringing any type of justice to the situation, it, whether or not you can talk about it, Dan? What what it is that you're doing? Do you have any faith that with presenting an argument towards Marbury versus Madison? that it would be taken seriously and that there would actually be something done about it to reverse it or whatever it is or challenge it. Um, I think there is, I think there is some, 
um, some possibility to be able to, to bring that because in the end, anybody who's, who, who takes the time to look into it with any kind of, with any kind of, of sincerity will find that there is no support for judicial review. It's, it's a, it's a foreign concept that was brought in from, from England because John Marshall, John Marshall was educated in, in law at William and Mary. Okay. Now, now we know this today when you look at, at, at our, at our colleges today, colleges, colleges take very simple subjects and they make them extraordinarily complicated so that they can charge people to take classes on them. And this is what William and Mary did with the constitution. That's where John Marshall learned about law and the constitution and everything was at William and Mary because they, in their ignorance, turned this whole constitutional thing into something that it wasn't. Okay. And so he came out of there with, with this idea that, um, you know, constitutional law was, was somehow based in English common law, you know, and you can find, you can find things that are related. Okay. But that doesn't mean that, that that's the foundation of it. Where is William and Mary? Was that, is he studied abroad? No, it's in Virginia. Okay. It's up in Virginia. But he, yeah, okay. Never mind. And, and so, so, you know, the, the thing with English common law that, that everybody, everybody is always, this is another one of those things where people, where people play this, this uh, Emperor's New Clothes. Are y'all familiar with that story? The Emperor's New Clothes? Emperor's New Groove? No, that's <laughs> the, a movie. That's the, that's the movie. Disney movie. No, that I'm not, huh? Now, Emperor, Emperor's New Clothes is, is, is this, this fairy tale that they tell about, you know, there was this king, he was very vain, and he wanted all the finest stuff. Well, there was these two guys who were who were swindlers who, who said, you know what, we got an idea for this king. We'll come in and we'll pose as tailors, and we'll, we'll, we'll say we're going to make him the finest clothes in the world, you know. And so they, they did all this stuff to build up their reputations and, and everything, and finally the king called them, and they went and made him this set of clothes. The only thing was is that is that he told them, the, the guys who made the clothes for him, he, he, they, they told the king that uh, these clothes could only be seen by, you know, truly, truly intellectual people, truly whatever. There was something, something, you know, divine some positive thing about these people. Only those kind of people could see the clothes. Right. And so the emperor puts these clothes on and he's absolutely naked because, you know, they haven't really made anything for him. And he's too egotistical and arrogant to, to admit that there's nothing there. So he parades around everywhere, you know, wearing these new clothes and all these nobles. None of them wants to appear to be ignorant. So they all praise him about these new clothes that no one can see. And then finally this kid comes up and goes, what's everybody looking at? He's naked. Well, you know, the, sort of the, the parable, the they were stealing clothes. gold from him because it took gold to, to weave the clothing, right? I'm sorry. I, I had to like, leave for a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, that, that, I think that's part of it too. They, you know, have he you guys had, never he heard that before? I haven't. Materials and stuff. Yeah, you know, all these fine, fine materials and gold and everything, all these special things that they needed. And he gave them everything. But the emperor's new clothes is is like this idea that that people people buy into this idea not because there's any merit to it, but because of who it is that's pushing it. You know, and, and with with. English common law, if you look into English common law, it is tyrannical, it's corrupt, it's, it's, you know, it's autocratic, 
it's it's just English common law. There's there's things that have happened. Um, uh, there was a deal that the that the English kings made. The English king made with uh, uh, the Magna Carta. This this deal that he made with the nobles. They were pissed off at him. He was doing some stuff, and and all of them got together and said, you know what? We've had enough of you, king. You know we're we've decided we're going to kick your ass. And he goes, okay, wait, hold on, guys, listen. I've you know I've been a dick, and so let me just kind of calm things down. So I'll tell you what. From now on, if there's anything at all that's going on. Um, your house, your, 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 your castle is, um, um, your home is your castle. Basically. I don't have the authority to come into your castle unless, unless there's, there's, you know, some warranted reason. Right. And people say, well, that's, that's our, that, you know, that's, that's our fourth amendment. It is. And it isn't. Yeah. Because, because shortly after the King did all this stuff and, and that's where, you know, the, the Magna Carta is where they were talking about trial by jury or, or excuse me, jury trial. Um, the king maintained the power to appoint judges. And when the power to appoint the judges, basically all the deal that he made was just garbage. He lied to them, turned the tables, and at every point along the way, he was able to use judicial review, case law, precedent, and get the judges to change the laws around and make it seem as if something was legal when it wasn't. You know, over there in England, they 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 had uh, um, um, advisors and everything, and and they had a parliamentary system. But basically, the king, you know, the king used parliament just sort of as an advisory thing. Well, parliament, as an elected body, got up and 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 started like trying to assert some authority and some power, and the king rebelled against that. You know, they had this nice little revolution. But in order to be able to keep his power, he finally conceded that they could write laws. They, you know, you guys can go ahead and do that. But he maintained control of the courts. And with judges able to sit there and say what is and is not the law, suddenly Parliament, basically all of their power was gone. You know, so so English common law is not the great thing that everybody says it is. It's it's shiny and, and nice on the surface, but when you dig into it, it's it's a corrupt a corrupt authoritarian system. I don't want that's what they imported here. I didn't want to bring that off track, but I just wanted to talk about it before I forgot about it. So many people, whenever Queen Elizabeth died, were like, Oh, Queen Elizabeth died and all this over here, and I'm like, You are sad right now? I'm like, <laughs> so many people are like, oh, Queen Elizabeth died, all oh, this big. I'm like, good. Right. Fuck all of them. Yes. <laughs> like, did you not know where you came from? Like, I don't know. I don't. Man, I think for me, so like. Many, where, where, where I live, there were so many people that I don't know if it was just like this media, like what the media was putting out there about like Queen Elizabeth. And everybody yep. was like, oh, so sad. Queen Elizabeth, the, you talking about those dictators over there, the monarchy that was such a terrible thing for fucking so long that we worked so hard to get away from. You're sad yep. about some of those fuckers? Like, <laughs> well, I think no. that's 
part of the part of the problem is what you just said with the whole oh the media is like everybody yeah, nobody oh. around here give the shit about the queen nobody was following queen elizabeth nobody cared at all but since it's already it's yeah. all over tv you got to be a part of it it's the in thing to talk about it's the it's similar to the whole emperor's new clothes thing if you don't talk about it if you don't if you don't see the clothes if you don't act like them then that you see them then you're the ignorant one you're not the little kid who's just like hey this is obviously like this dude's just naked like what's right. and the, and the cra- the crazy and they're talking about Prince Charles and I'm like no that piece of shit I'm like oh so this piece of shit too why do you care like oh man it was so frustrating good you- kill all of them kill all of them all of them die good end it all they- there's the fact that they're still trailing on to this monarchy bullshit over there which they're still hanging on by a thread somehow because the the inheritance tax they didn't have to do that over there to maintain the the wealth of the royal family. And I'm like, no, fuck all that. You try to do some shit like that over here, well, it'd probably work over here because everybody's so fucking stupid too. But I mean, like, you try to put that shit on me, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Similar shit happens too in... But man, you talk about, like, frustrations. <laughs> Is, like... Anyway, I'm, 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 anyway, I'm getting sorry. Back I, I know that, that I went off track, but I, while no, no, I was that up was there... Good. That while was good, I was man. up there, that whole Queen Elizabeth... Good, good. Hope he dies too. Hope, yeah. Fuck your monarchy. Like, fuck your monarchy. Know where you came from as an American. Like, that was the whole thing, right? Like, fuck the monarchy, right? Right. What do you... Oh, Queen Elizabeth died over here and everybody's <laughs> posting shit. Like, right. what the fuck? No. Right. She oh did so God. much. Where did she you did come? so much. Oh, That's what no, people say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just go through and read the Declaration of Independence sometime and you'd be amazed at what a piece of shit that king was. Yeah, I mean, and these guys. This is this is like no small deal. You know, we we talk about we talk about the you know the Revolutionary War and everything like that. Those guys, those guys, no joke, put their life and their fortunes on the line. Yeah, because they would have lost had, the war. Oh my God, if they would have lost the war. Yeah, if they would have lost the war, and the thing was, is that is that there was a lot of people during the war who were captured. And taken and put in prison over in England. They were shipped across the, the the ocean over to England and never returned to America. There were people whose whose uh, houses and farms got burned down. The British came through and targeted them specifically, burned down their houses, shot their families. You know, and this is this was what was going on was severe enough that people were willing to accept that risk. Yeah, to go against that the most powerful country in the world at the time. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, like you get sad about Queen Elizabeth fucking dying. You you should lose your fucking citizenship as an American almost. If you like, oh, Queen Elizabeth. And then, no, I'm like you. You know you're an American, right? <laughs> like, do you not know? Like, do you not know where all this came from and where you are now? I don't know. And there's plenty of people over in England that protested. Um, what is the shit of Prince Charles coming in, talking about where where they they hate the monarchy? Like the, like the inauguration, it's King Charles yeah, now, isn't it? What? Who? Who fucking yeah, cares? King Charles. Yeah. Yeah. But there's plenty of people over there too that realize the corrupt nature of all the, that entire fucking scenario. But man, I want to talk real quick about. And, anyway, sorry. Th- that that was my little tangent that frustrated me. Oh well, very, shit. I need to kind of. I, I got to wait for Paul because this involves him as well. No, because it. But I get. He can't. He can't. Fucking hear I can you hear you. I'm gonna run outside. Yeah, that's not how that works, Paul. I'll wait for Paul to get back about it. But it basically, 
It's talking about your whole, like you just talked, oh, they were willing to take those risks. They were willing to do these things. And it brings me back to what you said about in the first place about, oh, is there nobody, is there nobody talking about this? Is there nobody talking about Marbury versus Madison and John Marshall and all these things? And I hate to say this, and this is getting not dark, but real negative, real pessimistic about that. And I apologize, but it's how it is. I feel like a lot of it, and nobody wants to accept any blame, but I feel like a lot of it is our fault as well for being so incredibly apathetic. Like, we just don't care. And unfortunately, we're brainwashed into that because our education system is like a for-profit thing, like you talked about earlier, Dan, with schools making money off of people to go to classes and stuff. They don't actually want to teach you to care about the correct thing. But I mean, and not to call you guys out because I'm guilty of it too. We all are. Dan's guilty of it. But like Dan's been on the podcast several times now and brought it all the way back up on the first one. I'd be willing to bet because the only reason I read it is because I didn't have any video games to play, wasn't chasing any girls at the time, wasn't at work, and I wasn't jerking off. So I was like, fuck it. I'll go ahead and read it. But y'all probably haven't read the Constitution yet since he brought it up realistically right a little like, bit but not but, but, still, yeah. that's my point though we're all so apathetic we don't care as people as humans yeah. we don't care because we're living in our own little worlds we have our stuff that we're dealing with we're dealing with our kids we're dealing with the next big thing that's entertaining the next thing that gives us that that hit of serotonin or whatever or oh i'm going to the bar today to hang out with my friends or i'm doing this or that or whatever and people don't like to hear that people don't like to take the blame for themselves, myself included. But that's the truth. We're so apathetic. But we all still to, rely on the Constitution to protect us. But we won't defend but look it. Look at how watered Dan down talks he's about, you talking just, about yeah, us no, not you, you didn't read it. Where, you didn't read it. You didn't read it. The only reason I read it is because I wasn't jerking off at the time is what I'm getting at. Like, we don't care. That's the sad fucking truth. And the only way you can get people to care, and I'm just talking generally, Dan. I'm not saying everybody, but, like, in general... We're not even taught to care, though. The schools don't teach you it. They don't teach you how important that actually is for your society. They say, they say go out and vote, but they don't talk about, like, your rights. They don't talk about how much this truly affects you as a human being and as a member of society, not even just government, but as a member of society of the human, whatever, the human species in general. We're also wrapped up in our own little worlds. We don't care about the betterment of other people or the betterment of our government or That's, how we're all living. Yeah, that was all by design. What, no, it is by design. Yeah. I agree 100% it's by design. Like I said, we're brainwashed. We're yeah. brainwashed into it through negligence of them not wanting us to learn. And it bothers me. And I, like I said, there's no solution. I don't have a solution. I realize that I'm going down like a, a negative whatever a vortex or a hole here, a, you know, a whirlpool that you're getting sucked into and there's no answer. But it's like, all these things that we want to fix and we want to talk about, it's like people don't care. We're so apathetic towards all of it. We can talk about it on the podcast right now, but we still don't read the Constitution. We I, still don't give a shit I would be curious in whenever, our everyday life I'd until be, we're talking about it on a Sunday. I would be curious whenever the, the Supreme Court came out with this new abortion, you know, just recently with the new verdict or whatever when they switched it. 
on mm-hmm. the Google related searches for the Constitution. I'd be curious on what that was. No, for sure, and you I'm know, sure that helped. There but are like yeah, there are trigger points that that would that would you, you stray get, society towards that. I know exactly you what get you're what saying. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, though, I, complete, right? I like, completely integrate that. That's all by design, 100. percent We've been down this road. We've talked about it. But I think Dan, like with what, with potentially with what you're talking about, and I don't know what it is you got in the books and shit like that, man. When you bring something like this up, and if it is ruled on in a, on a Supreme Court level, that's another thing that could shift the minds of the people to be more interested in the Constitution and know what it's about. And these types of conversations, too, man. I know that like not a lot of people listen to it, but again, TikTok, there are people who are watching. There's thousands of people that are interested in the Constitution. There are ways around it. I can. And I think that that's what we have to fight for. We have to keep fighting and fighting and fighting and get back to those core values. I don't support those values like you describe. I'm in my own little world, but it's we not. We all are. I'm not blaming it. Yeah, like, no, no, I know. I wasn't trying to call I, you guys out. No, I'm just making I an know, example. Dude, dude, I know that. I damn well know that, man. But it's not something that I wouldn't this is be. This sad dystopian w- shit that you're bringing up, which is yeah. probably true because you're talking about the mass of people that actually go here to what you're talking about of just. Consumerism is. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy with. You know my my day to day shit. So why would I ever worry about the Constitution Dude, being upheld? And but it, but I'm not like. Are you not like? Would you not be okay with? I mean, I don't know what kind of world it would be like if everyone knew what the Constitution was and knew everything about oh, well it. Well educated and, people. Yeah, well so educated. Like a bunch yes, well educated. Yes, it would be interesting to see what type of world that would be. I think it would be a a better world. Well, you know the 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 real key, the real key to to this whole thing. You know, it, it is true. I, I would I don't think it's so much that people are apathetic. I think it's that is that people are overwhelmed. Because yeah, we're, we're for taught, sure. Yeah, we're taught we're taught that that there's really nothing you can do about it. It's you know it's gone too far. You know, it's like it's like what am I supposed to do? And you know, um, I like what it is that Jordan Peterson says about it. You know, it's like the the pathway the the stop trying to be happy. Stop trying to set happiness as a goal. And instead, take on responsibilities. Just look around you and find the heaviest burden that you can that you can kip, pick up and carry, and and take that on for a while and see where it gets you. And responsibility is something that that invigorates you, you know, because those those other things are just you know they're just the the work day, you know what what is it you're working for? What is it you're going to work for? Because if it's just to pay the bills. Yeah, that is a miserable existence, right? When we start taking on these responsibilities, and and that's that's the, I think the problem that we've gotten ourselves into. This is not something that we created. We didn't we didn't physically create the situation that we're in, but it's been something that has slowly happened over time. You know, our our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents and our great great grandparents all played a part in this, and and it's just been a slow grind. To get us to the point where, um, you know, our kids, we were not educated by our parents, right? Except to a small degree, right? Most of our education came from the school system, and the school system put us into conflict, most of us into conflict with our parents, right? Our parents were old. They're stupid. They don't know anything. Can you help me with my homework? No, he can't. You know, oh, geez, my, my teacher must be a whole lot smarter than my parents are, so I'll just listen to my teacher, right? Well, the thing is, is that is that where do you get your values and everything? Where does all that stuff get instilled from? It's from your parents, right? Even if, and I'm not saying that all parents are good. I'm just simply saying these are the people that have the main influence on you, good or bad, 
They're the ones that have the main influence on you. They're the ones who usually have the most influence over the values that, that you're going to take forward and, and dictate how it is that you're going to, the direction that you're going to go in your life, right? And that has been something that has been severed and, and, and eroded. And instead, we have these people. God, I hope you guys don't check too much into what's going on in the, in the public school systems now because— It's you know, awful. It's, oh yeah, the, univer- the universities are, are even worse, and I, I've it, heard it's it, been it that only, way for a only, long time. It only gets yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that is that you know, each one of us, each one of us can stop and say, you know what, it is. It's it's too much. I'm just gonna, you know, I just need to just go to work and do my best I can in this small little area that I that I, you know, that I have in front of me, and just keep my head down. But you know, at some point. At some point, each one of us is going to have to stop and go, okay, I'm going to have to see if I can't pick up a bigger burden because, you know, making sure that I cut my grass every Saturday is just, it's just not that, that big a deal. I really don't care whether my neighbor likes my lawn or not, <laughs> you know? But I will say, and I'm, Man, I'm that, that, only going to briefly. That, that hit home. Yeah. You know, the, the teacher one fucking hit home with me. That That's, that's crazy. You never that that's a weird like I got to I felt that like me being like 13 years old. Oh yeah, but they're like oh that. your parents can't help you with your homework cuz they don't fucking know cuz they're yeah. idiots. And and, 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 I, and I'm and, and I'm listening to my teachers. My teachers are now the yeah. people I look up to, not so much my parents. That's But that's, I will say the whole bringing on a bigger and I'm I'm digressing a little bit here and I'll keep it short cuz I want to stay on topic, but a big part of that the whole you talk about hey, we need to bring on bigger burdens. We need to be more responsible. We need to focus on these things. Once again, going down a different path here. But a lot of that, like you said, is by design. They keep you down. They keep people in this rat race, in this... I mean, Jesse, you, uh, your kid, I'm assuming, is one of the greatest, if not the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. Absolutely. You talk about... But that's uh, a sense of responsibility that I I've know. never had before in my life. And then all of a sudden, I'm fueled after that. You are, but... And, and I'm more focused. But, and, and I change the way that I do shit. Okay, and I'm but, worried about the future now of myself all of a sudden, too, because I didn't ever give a fuck about my future up until I had but him. But you're worried for him and because I'm responsible that's your responsibility. For him. So now I'm worried about my future but now. He, but hear me out here. Hear me out. You're worried about your future and you're worried about him because he's your responsibility. Yes. And now you're a responsible person. That's something you want to take on. But society as a whole or our government or the American way or capitalism or any of it keeps you down in the sense of, you're not going to go read the Constitution and worry about that kind of stuff because you are focused on your child, because you're focused on yourself, and because you don't have the time. Because There's always time. You ha- because always time. you have to go to work. You have to do these things to support your kid. <sighs> no, no, I, I'll, I'll find I know, I'll I know what you're talking time. about, Johnny. I'll, I'll, no, and I, I know what you mean, too. Well, that's why I said there, I'm not trying to go so off much- of this, but they, they keep you, like... They, they, you talk like, about you want to take on other burdens, but you can only take on so much before it gets to a point of they're they've mentally they've mentally checked out our brains to where we don't want to take on more burdens. And also, I feel like I need to turn myself down on this because every time I'm talking on there, it seems really like no, you're good. That's yeah, it's all good. But whatever. Yeah, no, you're good. the The biggest change for me, and I read and honestly, this is a Jordan Peterson thing. He talked about male responsibility, how important males and responsibility are. You are lost as a male until you're responsible for something other than yourself. Because I don't give a fuck about myself. If it's just me, I don't give a shit. I'll watch myself burn. I'll, I'll, I'll do all this shit. 
I'll be lost. I'll I'll fuck around. I'll do drugs. Fucking drink too much. Up until you give me something to care about, and it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now, now shit changes. How does it now, change, now, Jesse? How does it change? I'm just curious. I'm just, just curious. It just does. And, and it's the same for and, me. And, it's like and, but when, no. When, no. When we and have every, like everything changed, it's no, no, now, but now it's now it's a sense of like in my eyes though, like the change that it's need- got to be beyond me but because the, because I'm too down for some odd reason. I know this. I don't want to sound like I'm depressed or anything like that, but it's like I don't care so much about me. Like who cares about like I don't care enough about me. But you you give me something I love to truly protect that's my own, and then there's a fire, and then there's a fire, and then I've already talked. But where about does that fire lead to? How much? Though? Where does that lead to? Because I'm, I'm going to make a better future. I'm going to be. I'm going to be better than my dad. This is my first goal, to be better than my dad. And I had a great dad, to be better than my dad to to him, and just I, I don't know, man. That that's where it starts. And then now now some shit changes. But so I'm just curious. Know. I'm just curious though. And with there's it. probably other things that play into it too. But but there is this massive fucking switch to where it's no longer just about me. I get that, but I think like for like whenever you think about life, it's in its entirety. But but specifically geared toward more towards the podcast when it comes to responsibility and taking on burdens. Having kids does change. It changed my life. It completely changed my life. But it's one of those things, and I, and I don't want to discredit having kids. But eventually, you get comfortable with having kids. I have three. You get in a rhythm. You get in a routine. You have that routine. You're doing the same shit every single day. You're not taking on any burdens. You're not really changing much else. We're still faced with the same problems, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Within having this podcast every single week, and we, we have Dan on, and we talk about the Constitution, and we talk, and and, and it's and when we talk about, a, like, I've never taken on any other burdens other than the fact that I pay the bills, like you described. That's the only burden I do. And I'm not Those short- Those are so small I'm not, But hold on, I'm, it- I'm not short-selling myself that I provide for my family and my kids and a roof over their head and clothes on their back and food on the table. I'm not discrediting my- not not saying that that's not a burden that I'm taking on. I would willfully do that for my kids until the day that I die. But within what the, what the past four years of what this podcast has been been about is the corruption that lives, this festering scab that lives within religion, government, everything that's presented to us in, what, in, in the United States, and we don't take on any burden. Institutions. Institutions, no, corporations. So that, we don't that's take another thing that yeah. I wanted to, like, it's not that I don't care about everybody else. Like, oh, man, fuck everybody else up until I had my kid. My kid's the only thing that's important to me. That, that's not it. I obviously cared about other people, too. But it's a different fire that sets off into you whenever you're directly responsible for it. Like, this lives and dies based upon how I live my day-to-day life now. Uh-huh. And it changes, honestly, everything from then on out. And it's honestly even made me more aware and caring of other people, too, of of that scenario. It's that responsibility of, like, like this lives and dies by me, so I'm going to work really hard, and now I have a better wisdom and understanding of it, and I'm going to do my best for other shit, too, on top of it, if that makes any sense. I'm only yeah. four months in, so I'm working on it still. But I, I, I felt that fire. Yeah, the know, fire doesn't go away, man. But that fire is, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all. Do not take this and, the wrong and way. And I don't want to sound great... like a piece of shit. Like you, you, you have to have kids to, to realize your place in the world and stuff like that. But I feel like it's difficult for males. Nope. It's really specifically difficult for males to find your place in the world without having uh, something that you're responsible for. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That, remember, that's remember great. That thing that I said that I said about you know, um, if you're under thirty, you're not a man. 
if you're if you're a male and you're under 30 you're not a man and and you know that's not a dig on anybody that's under 30 but it's just the simple fact that 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 until you reach about the age of 30 you're 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 not even approaching something that no offense to, to any of you guys but none taken you're not even I'm, I'm almost 32 that, well i mean but as far as like marriage right guys that are under 30 under 30 when I was that age, and, and I see it with, with, with guys across the board, being under 30 and being married, man, that is like, that is, that you're sitting there going, what the fuck did I do? You know, <laughs> I mean, because, because it's, it's, you know, we're not structured that way. We're that not. period of time when you're not a man is for you to build yourself into a man, to become that thing. And, and having that, that, that burden of a woman and a responsibility of, of a family is just not appropriate at that time because you need to build yourself because later on you're going to be having that and you have to have all that structure to fall back on to be able to be the leader and to be able to be the foundation and the rock for the family. And we've had this push to destroy the family and make it into something other than what it is. You know, I mean, realistically, you know, think I want you to, I want you to listen to this stuff and, and, and I think you'll you'll find that 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 uh, um, just how hard the propaganda has been against this. Okay, so if you're if you're under thirty, you're not a man, right? No man should should. Uh, you know, should Beyonce said the same thing too, right? Who? Beyonce said the same thing. No guy's okay. worth shit under the age of thirty. <laughs> Beyonce literally said the same thing. Anyway, sorry. She's been listening. She's been listening to my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, a, a man, a man should should uh, should not marry a woman that is not at least half his age, right? Okay. Okay, so that should add up. Your age, right? And the reason the reason for that now just and just think about just think about about uh, the prejudices that we have about that. But if you look back through history, that's that's basically the way that it's always been done. And why is that? Because it takes that long for a man to actually become a man, to become emotionally stable, to become something that that is reliable, to become something that is responsible, to become something that has the skills to be able to navigate the difficulties that come up. Because what happens what happens to us when we're when we're, you know, in that that area where we're not men, you know, you lose your job. Okay, how many guys do you know that are under thirty that sit on the couch for two weeks and play video games and don't do anything? Don't bother looking for a job, you know, whatever their situation is, right? Sadly, you know, I know more people over thirty doing that, but but a man who loses a job goes, all right, I'll just go get another job because he's confident and he knows that you know he's got certain responsibilities he's got to meet, you know. And it's not a burden. It's just this is what I've decided to do. I've decided that these responsibilities are important. And so, you know, I'm just going to go and get another job. He goes in and he says, I want a job. They go, okay, you're hired. You know, it's not like with with younger males where they're like, I'm taking a risk on this guy. You know, this is somebody who comes in and says, you know what, whatever it is you got to do, I can do it. That's why I came here. They're like, okay, you're hired. 
Does that make sense? Don't you think that that might be a product of environment? I, I completely agree with what you're saying in that I don't think that I was mentally a man, and, and I'm not saying that I'm a man now, but like until you're 30, is it more or less a, a product of environment? When you talk about like the 16, 17, 1800s, even 1900s early, where technology wasn't what it is now, mm-hmm. and you had to, you had like you were forced. There was no question about it. That's something you had to go through mentally is what it is to be a man. Because, and again, I'm bringing technology into the aspect and what technology is and how it's changed the landscape of what it is or how we adapt, I guess. But like whenever, like in the 17, 18, 1900s, early 1900s, you had to, you had to go through it. You know what I'm saying? Every single man that was born on this earth had to go through that process. And within this landscape or within this, let's call it a statistic or let's call it a study. I just want to throw the, throw this out there real quick. I'm sure that there are men out there that progress quicker than others and some who don't. And so, you know what I'm saying? There are, there are, there, there, there are some, there 30, are 30 is just a generalization. Exactly. It could be, it could be 36 just, right. for someone else. And exactly. It could be 24 for I just, or 25. I just for wanted, I just wanted to throw that out there. That way I don't piss everyone off. You know what I'm saying? Within the I landscape of the conversation. The thing that's important. But, but hold on, Dan, sorry. What, remember what, about this is that, is that it's, it's, it's almost a universal constant. Because if you look in the Constitution, see, I got back on the Constitution. If you look in the Constitution, 25 years old is the minimum age to become uh, a, a representative in Congress, right? So there's already a recognition on their part that there is something that comes with age, you know, and that until you reach the age of 25, you're not, you know, they didn't put any other qualifications on it. It was the age of 25. You're not qualified to become a representative in Congress. You know, they just made it that 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 number. That seems a little what low is, for me. Too. What is it for the president? Yeah. 33, 32, 33, 30, 35. Yeah. Oh, 35. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like you, you have to understand, like with age, like whenever you're 18 and I know that that's the age to vote, but like that you're still on, you're still a teenager at that point. And even coming out of that stage and again, I, again, I completely agree with you, Dan, because in Western society today, what they perpetuate is, hey, go to college, join a fraternity, have fun, party, have sex, do all these things, which, you know, sounds fun and sounds cool and all, and I would love to do those things. It's a blast. It is a blast, and that's, I mean, who knows what the true meaning of life is, and, and that should be, like, as well, an American... You find the emptiness in that, too. Yeah, no, that there's just no, I, no, because there's no responsibility but, but, but there. But what I'm... Exactly, what I'm... That's what you find out as a male. There's but, no responsibility but that's through what all I, that shit. That's what yeah, I'm, it's fun. What I'm saying is Western civilization is trying to kill what it is to be a man. They're, that, yes. they're, they're, well, that's legitimately sure. what they're trying to do, for because sure. you're literally wasting away what it is to be your 20s, and you're not gaining any wisdom or knowledge. Luckily, having a child did that for me. I had to step away from what it was that I was doing in my 20s, my whole entirety of my 20s. So seven years is when I had my first kid into my 20s. And at that point, I did wake up and I had to adjust. It was hard at first for a very long time, a year or two, maybe even longer. I'm still adjusting. I'm not, you know, I'm still growing with my wisdom. I don't even know if I'm a man yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just it's, it's, it's a crazy point. It truly is. When are you even really, because, truly a man? That's crazy. Because, because there's not an age when you become a man. A man is a man is something that you build within yourself, and it's something it's something that that you will know. Men, you will know when you're a man. Men will men people that you believe are men will just accept it. They'll you know you'll know that you've been accepted as a man. You know, 
but it's something that's built. Women, women do not build. Women just become women, right? They just one day wake up, they start menstruating, and that's it. They're a woman. They get every bit of power that comes along with being a woman, you know, none of the wisdom that comes with maturity or anything like that, but every bit of, of power that comes along with that is given to them at one time. And what we've done is we've, we've, we've made it so that women get to extend and, and continue to, to, without any instruction, they, they just go off and start becoming women and they use the powers that go with that, you know, to an extreme and irresponsibly. And we don't, have any consequences for that and on the flip side we try and we try and keep men um as children for as long as possible and and do everything that we can to shame the attempts to become uh responsible you know like like going to college there's there is no reason for 90 percent of the people that are in college to be there there is absolutely it's true. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, that one hurts. Dude. I agree, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I agree. You know, I mean, it's... I, it's, I, I but know. They, but that's that's the thing is that they want people to go there so that so that they can they can extend their childhood. You know, it's not, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a purposeful thing. You know, you can go and be re- irresponsible, come out of college with $150,000 in debt, and they're happy as hell that you did it. But you haven't gained much of anything, you know. You may have gained you may have gained a, a degree, but even when I was going, even when I was in high school, I was looking at the at the information, the statistics on this. At that time, at that time, there was already a trend where a lot of people who would get degrees were not being employed in the field that they'd studied in. So their degree was basically a waste of time. You know, I, I mean, think people were coming out with with not, and I don't mean like like a, a women's studies degree or something like that. They were coming out with real degrees and were unable to find jobs in their degree field. I, I think on a realistic level, what a college level is supposed to be is exposing an individual to a bunch of different avenues for career paths for them to figure out what works best for them. And it's almost like a soul searching kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, so, really, because when you go into college, I mean, you can take general education, but a lot of people have to pick what it is that they they want to learn, like right off the bat. Yep. No, I mean, you can change, dude. You can I'm, change stuff. I mean, and for sure, you changes, can, but, but everybody, well, for the majority, everybody changes their shit. But could you the imagine being eighteen, saying, college, "Hey, like you, this is I want to be a doctor. Well, I'm going to go to 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 med school. Like, who knows what, that they want to do that at eighteen? Granted, we need doctors. I know we need them, but no, I'm just no, throwing that, that out that, there. That, that's a weird placement on that one but for the most part college is supposed to be exposure to a bunch of different avenues and find what you're interested in and find your niche to be oh man i'm actually really interested in you know uh paleontology i want to dig up bones you know and then you discover that through that but it's it's now turned into like something else as to where now right. you need to go to college. It's a liberal movement, man, is what college is. University, so, so especially I, I Division need to spend, One. I need to spend $200,000 to have a piece of paper for me to be an accountant for Hallmark <laughs> out in Kansas City. <laughs> but I really lo- liked paleontology, though. But I'll never be a paleontologist. Right. And then you give up on those dreams. Weird thing. I think so. I guess my biggest question, Dan, is with the on with the onset of technology, is it almost inherent or is it part of evolution of what it is to be human? that maybe 
men don't have to become a man in their 20s or even in their 30s. Because I guarantee you, man, if you go back down to the prehistoric age, like you had to become a man real quick if you wanted to survive in an environment with predators in your face all day, every day. But we've adapted into a situation where you don't really have to become a man basically at any given time. Now, I know we've that, all been soft. Yeah. And, and, and look what this has created. It's created the movie Wally, and that's what it's going to turn into. Okay. Is that what we want type of thing? And if that's what we want, then th- this is the evolution of man is Wally. That's the evolution now, of humans is Wally. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I mean, that's I, where I gotta, we'll be eventually, anyways. No, no I got to bring We're going to be in the metaverse, Ready Player One world. Everything's just given and fed to you. And... I just don't believe that the evolution of human beings is Wally. I can't do well, that, man. Well, I can't. I, I got to bring this up before, before it all ends because so many times, like, males just get, like, you get the brunt end of it. Like, yes, you were the front of it, you handle it, and you got to be a man and handle it. And there's a lot of mental health there involved. Men don't talk enough amongst each other as far as like what they're going through and don't because i literally okay so this is my best example of this did you uh dan did you watch the jeffrey dahmer uh tv show that came out on netflix that was like the adaptation of it really really good interesting jeffrey dahmer is a really interesting individual (laughs) really really good shit there and i remember talking about uh watching i was getting i was at my barber i was getting my hair cut and I was talking about watching the show about Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer and the guy across from me was getting his haircut too. And he was like, yeah, I watched the same thing, man. And he was like, man, I would have cared way more if he would have been killing women. Like who gives a fuck about guys? Like Jeffrey Dahmer was just killing other dudes. So like, why would I care? And it really resonated with me that people don't care what happens to other guys at all. And it's not like we don't need some like some place to fucking vent to. But that was, like, so much, like, fuck, man. Even guys don't give a shit. Like, we need to be able to talk about our struggles, too. And it's like we don't have, yes, we take, we take the brunt of responsibility, and we're just supposed to package it up, be this fucking man, sleep it off, whatever, drink it off, whatever it fucking takes. A lot of guys fucking drink it off. <laughs> and then yeah. you go to the next day, and you go to the fucking next day. Right. Uh-huh. As to where we should be able to be more open and honest about how we we feel and have, you know, I, I agree with everything. You're not a bitch. Like, I, I'll never say it. you're not a bitch guy. Whenever you come to me in fucking tears and you're like, man, I don't know what to do, but I have to keep doing it. As long and as you mental, mental, mental always be that way, though. handle your shit. Though. I know. Mental always man, be that way. They'll you, never, you become, ever change. But guys can't cry, though. Guys can't fucking cry. I hate that fucking idea. We should be the first motherfuckers crying. We deal with more than anybody else fucking deals with. We take the brunt of shit more so than anybody else. Do. Like, head of families and, and males and all this deal other, with more. Other than having a child, but... But, man, I, man, I don't know. You got to be in certain scenarios. We deal with our shit, too. We, we shouldn't have that outlet. You know what I mean? I, don't, I hate the idea of thinking that this male's weak because, oh, man, you just broke down. Shit's really hard for you right now. Like you're, you're in debt and you're just trying to make it work for your fucking family. But you look like girls, girls can just have that outlet. Um, this weird mm-hmm. scenario, man, guys should be able to have that outlet too. Like, well, it's, I it's, I, I'll, I I'll leave it there. Right. I don't know that that's something <laughs> that's, that ever weird. Gonna, that's ever going to happen. Cause I mean, think about this. We were at war in Afghanistan and there were casualties every single day and nobody cared. Yeah, there were people dying in Afghanistan, men dying in Afghanistan every single day. Nobody every fucking cares while, about you'd guys. You hear about some woman 
that something happened to some woman over there and that was you know an instant reason to have some yeah. kind of some kind of sympathy or whatever you know or some kind of you know bring the human toll back home or something you know but no, i think don't. one thing that's that's important with all of the stuff as far as like becoming men and and you know and and the evolution and everything is is the responsibility because because you had to in times past you had to take on responsibilities at an earlier age you know those things and it wasn't necessarily i mean and certainly and there there were definitely times when it was forced on you but it just became one of those things where once you were able there was responsibilities because you're able to take them on they were given to you because there was so much to do and unfortunately we've gotten into a situation where where we have have been persuaded that there really isn't anything for us to do we need to we need to figure out some way to start working for retirement and and you know and vacations and all this other stuff and it's like well hold on a second whatever happened to the idea that that I'm working to build something better you know I'm working to build something so that so that not just my children but my grandchildren's grandchildren have something what can I do to make that happen and that's the kind of responsibility that that Western men in particular have that you don't find in other in other cultures. That's the that's the big difference between America and and less and less Western Europe, but but still Western Europe, you know, and and the rest of the world is that is that there is something in there, you know, that's inherent in in, in the the philosophy and the idea of, of Western culture where where you know we're building something we're constantly wanting to build something bigger and better but not just so it's bigger and better but that it has a purpose to live on right yeah i completely agree yeah it does well we're a little bit over the hour we're like an hour and 10 minutes man so i know you, you got to be up at four in the morning Three thirty. yeah oh god Oof. yeah we'll get we'll get you off here man uh, it was a great podcast dan i Next time we'll try and shoot for seven for your sake. I'll, I'll let Johnny and Jesse know next time you come on. That way you can get an extra hour of sleep, man. But that'd be cool. That's all right. Whichever way it works out is fine with me. I enjoy coming on here. Hell yeah, man! Always, it's always a good discussion. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a great podcast in general, man. We went from uh, just some really good stuff into some even better stuff, in my opinion. Masculinity is a big topic right now. It's a good, it's a good type of conversation. Like Jesse said, we don't really talk about it enough. I think we should honestly probably have a podcast just strictly on that just in itself because yeah. I've never done it. It'd be fun. I'd be completely yeah. okay with that. But I don't know if you have any more lasting thoughts, my man, but if you do, right now is the time. Um, no, I think I'm, I think I'm thought out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it should be at the end of the podcast. Yeah. You should be – our guests should have that, man – Fuck, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the exact Morn out of a podcast, yeah, that you want. <laughs> Rock on, man. Well, I appreciate you joining as always. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'll, I'll, I'll send that those documents over to Jesse and Johnny, and then next time maybe we shoot over that a little bit, a little bit more in yeah. depth. If you guys get a chance to read it, I'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Rock on, man. All right. well, well, gentlemen, y'all have a good night. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Dan. To, uh, have fun waking up at 3.30 or whatever <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Rock on, buddy. Cheers. Night, Appreciate you, you guys. Later, Dan. Appreciate you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dan from the Constitution of, of Us is originally where I found Dan on Facebook. It's a funny story. I was 
used to try and find people on Facebook. I would search on, it looks like you're doing something to yourself over there, Jesse. <laughs> Pocket pool. But um, that's how I found Dan, was just searching through a message message board or whatever, found Dan. He came on the show, man. He's been on over probably 10 to 20 times now. I always love having the guy on. But hopefully you guys got something out of that podcast, man. There's a lot of good information, um, in my opinion, a lot of good conversation. Love having conversation with, with all three of you guys. Best thing you can do for this video is hit the like button, hit the share button. If you're on TikTok, whatever what it is you want to do, do a duet, all that good stuff, which you're not going to listen to this anyway, so I don't know why I'm even saying that. But to all our junkies out there, stay fly and ring the bell for as long as that stays relevant. Always. There will always be a bell to ring, bro.